Hurts for NBA range. He buries a triple. You're listening to the Talkin' Johnny's podcast featuring St. John's University student, Ryan Olson. What's going on, Johnny Nation? It's your host, Ryan Olson, and welcome back to another episode of the Talkin' Johnny's podcast. On Wednesday night, the Red Storm got right. A much-needed victory coming over the Georgetown Hoyas 90-85 to to stop the bleeding. Prior to that Georgetown game, the Red Storm had been losers of 8 of their last 10 and were spiraling downward. They had seen their March Madness dreams and aspirations dissipate instantly. But there's still hope. There's still a chance. I'm going to tell you about that more later on, but I really want to get right into the Creighton preview. Sunday, Johnny's Day, Madison Square Garden, high noon, white out against number 15th ranked Creighton Blue Jays, a big-time contest for the Red Storm. I've used the word must-win a lot, but if the Red Storm want a chance to go to the NCAA tournament without having to win the Big East tournament, Sunday is absolutely a must-win. Otherwise, they lose to Creighton, you have to win the Big East tournament. That's just the way it is. I'll get into that a little bit more later on. Quick about the Georgetown game, I'll give you my two cents. I was really impressed. Jordan Dingle had his best game as a Johnny with 22 points. Really nice to see him score at the level like he did at Panel. He's inherited a different role this season, but again, impressed with what we saw from him on, two, on Wednesday night. In addition to him, R.J. Lewis had a really solid performance with 19 points. He was a little all over the place down the stretch, a couple of turnovers, a couple of poor shot selection, but overall, 19 points. He scored the ball efficiently, had a nice game. And the Red Storm were able to walk out of Washington with a much-needed victory. Danish Jenkins hitting a huge shot with about a minute left after the Hoyas had cut it just to three. He had put that one away. He's been the team's MVP all season. And he did that just that again on Wednesday night. Despite picking up three fouls early in the second half, he came down the stretch when the team needed him and hit that timely bucket. But we have to now shift our attention to Creighton, and I'm going to focus this episode on previewing the Blue Jays. Considering where they are right now, this is the biggest game left on the calendar, so we need the fans to come out, we need everyone to be loud, and we really need a Johnny's W on Sunday if they want a shot, if they don't want to have to win the Big East tournament. So let's get into it. Creighton Blue Jays, 20-7 and on the season, 11-5 and in Big East play. They are coming off a huge win over the number one UConn Huskies on their home floor, a dominant performance, really led by Stephen Ashworth in that one. He's been an emerging player that I will talk about a little bit later on. But let me start with the main contributors for this Blue Jays team, and that is Baylor Shireman, Trey Alexander, and Ryan Kalkbrenner. Baylor Shireman scoring 18 points per game. He is their main leader. But all three of these guys combining for 52.6 points per game. That is more than half of this team's points. The Creighton Blue Jays are a really, really good offensive team. They average 81 points per game. But these three guys do most of the damage. Trey Alexander loves the mid-range game. He takes about three and a half attempts from the mid-range area of the floor. He shoots 48% from there. That is the 83rd percentile. So the Red Storm are going to have to pay really close attention to him on Sunday. Not letting him come off those screens and get comfortable in the mid-range area off the dribble, giving him one dribble and then a quick shot. The Red Storm are going to have to do a good job on him. He is a very typical, difficult guy to guard. Uh, shifty, can score beyond the arc, can, sh- can score around the basket. He's going to be a really good player at the next level, and he's going to be a first-round selection in the NBA draft. 
My next guy that I want to focus on is Baylor Shireman, and Baylor Shireman should get most of your attention because this guy is a legitimate candidate for Big East Player of the Year. I think he's been incredible. I enjoy watching him. He's one of my favorite players to watch in the Big East Conference. He's just an all-around great player. You saw him on Tuesday night against UConn not have his best game, only 12 points, but he impacts the game in so many different ways. He was making great passes grabbing rebounds, doing the little things. Not necessarily do they need him to score in, in bunches for them to win because they have so much balance. They have Kolkbrenner down low. They have Alexander, who can be good in the mid-range. They have Ashworth, who can bang it from deep. Mason Miller, Francisco Farabello. They have a lot of guys who can shoot. But the thing that really notes me about Baylor Shireman is his rebounding. He averages 7.9 defensive rebounds per game. That is in the 100th percentile according to CBB Analytics. That is a tremendous number. So he is not only a scorer, but he is someone who attacks the glass. He is really dominant on the glass. And if he's not attacking the glass, you can sometimes find him in the corner as well. He shoots 46% from the corner threes, really deadly from deep, especially if you let him alone in the corner. But notably, in four of seven losses this season, Baylor Shireman has scored less than 20 points. So basically, yes, did they win with him only scoring 12 points against UConn? Yes, they did. But that was one of their best performances all season. They are peaking at the right time, the Creighton Blue Jays. They have won five of their last seven games. They're looking really like a deeper and deeper team in the NCAA tournament as the season progresses. I'm excited to see this contest because this is going to really challenge the Red Storm in so many ways. I think this is going to be a tough game for the Red Storm, but if they can contain Baylor Shireman to less than 20 points, they will have definitely have a shot to win this one. But that's also being said, they have to worry about Trey Alexander. They have to worry about Ryan Kalkbrenner. One of them will go off undoubtedly in this game, but I think the Red Storm's best chance to win this game is if they are able to contain Baylor Shireman because he is the beat to this team's drum. He can really kick this team going. He's been a facilitator. He has been a leader. He has been their, their charging force all season, and the Red Storm are going to have to slow him down, force him to his right, contest the three-point shots, get after it on the glass, prevent him from doing those little things that he likes to do to get involved. Now, Ryan Kalkbrenner, again, averages 17 points per game. He's a solid center, really good defensively, but notably, 81% of his shots come in the paint area. But don't be fooled by that. Ryan Kalkbrenner has hit th 14 made threes on the season. So Joel Soriano is going to have to get out and defend a little bit. If he just sits back in the paint and lets Kalkbrenner catch up top, Kalkbrenner will not be afraid to fire one from deep. If he hits one from deep early on, he'll probably fire again. If he doesn't, maybe he can back off a little bit. He's probably not going to be too heavy on the three ball this week, and I wouldn't expect that. But again, he has knocked down ability from the three-point land, and you have to watch him. And another thing I've noticed about him is he hasn't committed four fouls in a game once this season. Feed Joel, get him touches, get Zuby touches, try and draw fouls on him. He's on the floor for an extremely long stretch of time. He's not fouled out of a game this season. The Red Storm need to pound the paint. They need to get points in the paint. They need to force him to get into foul trouble. They need to force them, Creighton, to go onto their bench. They really only play seven guys deep. Go onto the bench, and that will give them a really good chance of coming out on top. Notably, again, relating to Kalkbrenner, the Creighton Blue Jays only average eight offensive rebounds per game. So that is in the 15th percentile. So a horrible number there. The Red Storm have Chris Ledham. They have Joel Soriano. They have RJ Lewis, guys that can really attack the glass. They're going to have to do that on Sunday. Now, my last guy that I'm going to really focus on for this one is Stephen Ashworth. And if you know Stephen Ashworth, you know he loves the three ball. 71.5% of his shots are from deep. 
On the season, he's only averaging 11 points per game, but he has been averaging 17 over the last seven games. And like I mentioned earlier, Creighton is 5-2 and two during that stretch, so he is playing some of his best basketball. This Creighton team looks like a different team when Stephen Ashworth is firing on all cylinders, and he is doing just that over these last seven games. He's only averages 3.2 rebounds on the season, but his last three games, six rebounds, he's doing everything. He's getting rebounds, he's then pushing the ball down the floor, setting up his teammates, assists, scoring, rebounding, doing everything. Peaking at the right time. This Creighton team is peaking at the right time. The Red Storm, if you remember, lost to Creighton by one point back in January. Questionable foul call, not called at the end of the game. The Red Storm would fall on that one. But this is a completely different Creighton team, in my opinion. A much more dangerous Creighton team this time around. The Red Storm will certainly have their hands full in this one. In addition to Ashworth, you got Mason Miller and Francisco Farabello, kind of like a sixth man, fifth, sixth man kind of role these guys play. But they lead the team. Mason is first in three-point shooting on the team. He's the son of Mike Miller, former Miami Heat player. And Francisco Farabello is second in three-point shooting. These guys average about 22 minutes per game, and they will combine for about 10 points per game in scoring. These are the keys to this one, though. Defend the deep ball. Creighton takes 29.1 shots from the three-point arc. That's the 98th percentile. They shoot 36.6% from deep. The Red Storm have to get out and defend. This team loves to draw plays up for three-point shots. Love getting Shireman running around back picks. Love getting Trey Alexander in the corner. Love getting uh, Ashworth off a screen. They love doing that stuff. They need, the Red Storm need to get out and defend. Joel's going to have to come around screens. They're going to have to do a good job of switching and contesting. This, this team has struggled with this throughout the season. It'll be a good test for them on Sunday. In addition to defending the three ball, this is a team that does not get to the foul line a lot. The Red Storm have to do a better job of moving their feet. I know, like Rick said, maybe they're not the quickest group, but they're going to have to do a good job in this one of moving. Creighton only averages 15 free throw attempts per game. That is a horrible rate. And the Red Storm needs to prevent them from getting to the free throw line because if Creighton gets to the free throw line and this turns into a free throw battle, Creighton will undoubtedly win this game because they, the Blue Jays shoot 77% from the foul line. The Red Storm were more closer in the 70% range. So you're going to have to do a good job of defending without fouling. You have to defend the three-point line. And my final point in this one is that you have to. You have to feed Joel Soriano in this game. The Blue Jays give up 48.8% of their points are given up in the paint. You need to feed Joel and Zuby. You look at other matchups this season. Josh Odoro, 32 points against Creighton. Jordan Telford, 26 points against Creighton. Those are two games where a big man has gone off. Now, I'm not saying Soriano is going to score 25 points in this game, but I would say 15 points would be a really good number for him to try to hit in this one. The Red Storm, in fact, are 1-4 when Joel Soriano scores less than 10 points. They need Joel to score in this game. They need him to get touches. They need him to get Kalkbrenner into some foul trouble to force Creighton to go into their bench. Now, that's basically all I've got for Creighton. Defend the three-point arc. Try to defend without fouling and feed Joel and Zuby in the paint. This is a must-win game for the Red Storm. If they do not win this game, they will have to win the Big East tournament. But if they win this game, they beat Butler, and then they finish with at DePaul and home against Georgetown. If they are able to finish with a 4-0 record in their remaining four regular season contests, and then they are able to win the the first game, the first round game on Wednesday night of the Big East tournament, and then also win on Thursday in the quarterfinal. I think if they just make it to the semifinals of the Big East tournament, if they can rattle out six straight wins, they can lose in the semifinals, I think they would still be in the NCAA tournament. But anything short of that, a loss against Creighton or even a loss against Butler, you're going to have to almost win the Big East tournament. 
I'm super excited. I'll be out at the garden on Sunday cheering on the Red Storm for the whiteout on Johnny's Day. I hope to see you all out there. We need to be loud. We need to let the Red Storm know that this season is on the line and we need to fight for them. Bring the energy. Bring the noise. That's going to wrap things up. Thanks so much for listening. As always, please hit that follow button. Leave a review. See you next time. Go Red Storm.